When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hello, welcome to this Cricket Badger India vs England daily podcast by the fans for the fans. Virat Kohli's India with Rohit Sharma, Jaspreet Bumrah and Ravi Ashwin and young starlets like Rishabh Pant and Shubman Gill. They play host to Joe Root's England with Jimmy Anderson, Ben Stokes, Stuart Broad and young talents like Ollie Pope and Zach Crawley. It's always England's toughest tour. Good luck to both sides. May the best team win. Hello everybody, welcome along. It is the first edition of our India against England Test Match Daily broadcasts for you as we go through this very exciting series in India. England under Joe Root travelling halfway across the globe in another bubble down there in India. And India, very, very strong side. This is a tough tour for England. It always is. If England can get anything out of this, it's going to be very impressive indeed. I'm joined, as I have been on most of my recent previews, by Richard Mann of the Sporting life and Richard I am against saying super you know how people say super in front of everything at the moment super excited super whatever I am super excited by this and I don't mind using that phrase because this is a series I've been looking forward to for a long time are you in that same camp yeah I am I, I think there's real belief that England are a, are a test outfit on the up now good win East a couple of weeks ago they played pretty well last summer as well um, but I think this is as mountains go this really is the Everest isn't it for any visiting side going to India and winning is, is, is pretty much impossible actually and, and obviously India probably the best side in the world right now I know the rankings still say that but they probably are and they've, they've just won in Australia and, and then looking at this series they're getting Curly back as well so they are pretty much an impossible side to beat on home turf but England are on the up and, and they've got to believe that they can come here and get something I went through the, the last um, 12 series that India have played at home and they've won every single one of them they have played combined 34 tests matches they've won 28 they've drawn five and they've only lost one which was in the series victory against Australia in 2016-17 but that includes a 4-0 drubbing of England in 2016-17 but the last team to beat India on their own soil 2012-13 season was England so there is a little bit of pedigree there is something for Joe Root and Chris Silverwood to look back to isn't there in terms of how do you beat these guys yeah and, and I suppose that they've still got some players from that tour as well, which which will be a massive positive. James Anderson was was instrumental in that series victory. I think Broad was on the tour. I got injured early on. Pretty sure Joe Root played a part as well. So so they've got experience of winning in India, so they'll be able to draw upon that. Um, but I do think they're going to need some of the younger guys to really come to the party. I mean, we've talked a lot about in the past about Don Bess and Jack Leach, and this really is the pinnacle for those guys. They're going to have to step up. And then same with the batting as well. They can't rely on Joe Roots and the Ben Stokes, people like Zach Crawley, maybe. 
Dom Sibley, they're going to have to come to the party as well. That Joe Root's test debut was, he joined Kevin Peterson in the middle, I think, on his on his first test innings. And Kevin Peterson has said since that he could see something in him as soon as he walked to the crease, big cheeky smile, basically the, the Joe Root we've seen ever since. And uh, he just talked to it like a duck to water as he has done most of the challenges that he's uh, faced. And obviously, first test match in India is his 100th test match, isn't it? Which is, is some going, isn't it, for a, any player really to get to that um, level of test performances. He, he's kind of crept up on me like that. It doesn't seem like two minutes since I was looking at a very cherubic face, Joe Root, in the Yorkshire Academy. Scroll on a few years, 100 test matches to his name. Yeah, it's just a terrific player. And I think we're probably guilty, definitely myself, of maybe taking Root for granted over the years. He's, he's just been an ever-present pretty much in all three forms of the game. I know he's lost his place in the T20 side now. What a terrific player he's been, a model of consistency. And I think even with the captaincy, he, he's still done pretty well. And in these conditions as well, he, he's such a fabulous player of spin. He's, he seems to pick up length so well. He can he can get forward, kill the spin, or he can get back and play play the spin at the end of his t- trajectory. And he's a wonderful sweeper as well. And he's going to need all of that against what is a terrific Indian attack. Yeah, we saw him at his best, didn't we, in Sri Lanka, with those two big centuries that he scored over there. England, as you say, are going to need him. But they'll need other people to stand up as well. Ben Stokes obviously coming into the side. I don't think we've had news on Ollie Pope just yet in terms of his fitness. The hopes are that he's going to be okay to start for England as well. He's a good player of spin. Rory Burns likely to come back in at the top of the order as well to probably partner Dom Sibley. Zach Crawley will drop back to number three. But it can't all be on Joe Root's shoulders, can it? No, it can't. And I think sort of starting off, you look at Ben Stokes. He played really well out here in 2016. I think he made 345 runs. Just a shade under 40. Very good player of spin like, like Joe Root is. I suppose the big challenge for him will be facing Ashwin and potentially Washington Sundar, the off spinners that will take the ball away from him. But I mean, he played Nathan Lyon pretty well at Headingley, didn't he, in 2015 on a turning pitch. So he seems to have the game to combat that. So I'm looking for Stokes to have a big series. It's a massive 12 months for Ollie Pope. This terrific young player, but he's coming back from injury again. Be interesting to see whether they're rushing back for the first test and he slots in ahead of Dan Lawrence or whether Lawrence gets another game. Or potentially, given the issues at the top of the order uh, that England suffered in, in Sri Lanka, whether there might be the temptation to put Pope up at three and maybe lose one of Sibley or Crawley or Burns. I'm not quite sure, but they certainly won't want to have those sort of struggles at the top of the order. It nearly caught them out in Sri Lanka and I don't think they'll be able to get away with it here. Just back to Joe Root, if he uh, gets a, a win in India or whenever his next Test match win comes, it'll move him level to Michael Vaughan right at the top of the tree for England captains with 26 victories. He's currently on 25. His win percentage though is uh, pretty decent in terms of uh, wins against defeat. 54.34% of Test matches have been won under Joe Root's leadership. That's better than Vaughan, Atherton, Cork and Strauss who have uh, captained uh, more times than him. And he's a captain that I think for a long time we've been looking at him as a captain that's learning and a captain that's getting better and a captain that maybe hasn't quite found his mojo as a skipper in Test match cricket. And yet he's right up there in terms of the number of uh, Test matches played now. And this next few months for Joe Root, India away, as we said, always at the toughest tour for England. Then a, a busy summer against New Zealand and India, again back in England. New Zealand, number one ranked team in the ICC rankings at the moment. And then obviously off to Australia for the Ashes. So this is going to be a few months now that defines Joe Root as, a, as an England captain, isn't it? Yeah, I think, I think that's the key word, isn't it? Define, it could be career defining. I mean, you know, if England can win the Ashes and, and I don't know, do well here and, and have another good summer at home, he, you know, he could go down as one of England's great captains. Uh, I think 
you're right. I think he has always been evolving as a captain. The key thing with Root, I think he's got the respect of the dressing room. I think everyone in that team respects him and wants to play for him. Um, you know, I know there's been a little bit of talk about, about Ben Stokes maybe taking over the position, but I don't think there's any of that from Stokes. I think he's fully behind Joe Root. And I think that's a key thing. I think if you've got the, the dressing room behind you, you can withstand those tough moments. And you suspect there will be some tough times in the next 12 months. But the fact that Root has got that dressing room support, the fact that he's playing well again and making runs he's able to lead from the front, that should all stand him in good stead. I did a comparison on Twitter recently of the India against England top six in the order. The likely top six for India is going to be Shubman Gill, Rohit Sharma, Cheteshwar Pajara, Virat Kohli, Ajinkya Rahani and Rishabh Pant. Possibly for England, Rory Burns, Dom Sibley, Zach Crawley, Joe Root, Ben Stokes and Ollie Pope. And if you compare the first class averages of both sets of uh, players, every one of India's players averages, well, Ajinkya Rahani just under 50, but everybody else well over 50 and, and above. For England, only Ollie Pope with 50. 55.03 averages uh, north of 50. Joe Root just under it at 48.95. And test match averages, it's chalk and cheese. It really is. Every one of the Indians averages over 40. Shubman Gill over 50. Early days, obviously, for him. Virat Kohli, 53.4. Only Joe Root, 49.39, gets anywhere close to a 50 average. All of the rest of England's top six average under 40 in Test match cricket. And this is going to be a series where you've got to get 450 in the first innings to try and control the game. And it's whether England can do that. Can they step up? Can these guys who haven't yet really conquered Test cricket, um, only Ben Stokes and Joe Root can really say that they're absolutely nailed on in that top six. Can the other guys stand up and actually contribute to 450, 500 scores? Yeah, I think this has been the a big challenge for England for a few years now and I think he, what Chris Silver had made, made as his main aim when he took over as head coach we've got to get big runs in the first innings Joe Roots shown the template in Sri Lanka making all those runs Stokes did it last summer as well but like we've said before that they need more from the other guys in the, the teams the people like Ollie Popes really need to come of age now and obviously this top order I mean it, <laughs> India's top six it's a frightening thought in these conditions uh, I, I must add I mean it's a little bit different when you get in England at the ball does a yeah. bit the Duke's ball does a lot anyway but in these conditions they're so well suited to playing it, playing here and they know how to make big runs England's top three in particular will really have to step up and, and try and, and in some way to match that If you're taking um, India to England with a swinging ball and Jimmy Anderson and Stuart Broad in their pomp it's a totally different ball game isn't it but these guys have grown up on these sorts of surfaces um, it's going to be a real test for England's bowlers to take 20 wickets in a test match and to seal victory isn't it They we, we've seen the spinners toil in Sri Lanka I think they were getting better towards the end of it yeah it is a massive challenge this if England as I said at the start if England come out of this series with anything like respectability it's it's a, it's a, it's a win really isn't it yeah I'd say so I do wonder tactically whether England might look at the, the makeup of their side and almost think look seam is our seam is our king in any conditions and then maybe just play two spinners and maybe play Leach and Ali or Bess and Ali or, or maybe Moen won't play in the first game I'm not, I'm not too Sure, but I wonder whether they'll just go with Seam and say, "Look, conditions aren't going to suit it." But I'm backing Anderson, I'm backing Broad, I'm backing Archer on any surface yeah. to, to be our best performers. Elvis Presley once said, "We're caught in a trap. We can't get out, but we might be able to soon. Hopefully, COVID-19 will be behind us, and we can get back on the cricket pitch this summer. And you need to make it count." BlackRatCricket.com. They have an original range, a rodent range, a little rat range. Bats made by cricketers for cricketers. Make 2021 count. BlackRatCricket.com Join the infestation. 
let's pick out England 11 because there's, I mean, we'll start off with the talk about Johnny Best obviously missing the first two test matches. He's asked for a, a bit of a break. I think he's been in bubbles forever. We've got to bear in mind all the way through these conversations that mental health and looking after the players is going to be key. And I think England are doing the right thing myself, that they are being too protective rather than waiting too late for it to actually have really damaged a player. So I've got nothing against that at all. It does seem a little bit strange for me to take Josh Butler for one test match and then send him home. I know they initially wanted to take him for two and then the the fact that he was going to come back for the white ball stuff meant that he would then have to quarantine and it wouldn't be worth him going home. But wouldn't it have been better to have said to Josh Butler, just miss India, miss the test matches, India, go home, spend some time with your, your wife and child and come back and see us for the white ball stuff. The other argument is given given what a what a, what a big 12 months it is for test cricket, maybe miss the white ball stuff. I know we've got a T20 World Cup coming up and, and Butler's obviously such a huge part of that. But I think Butler really has got the white ball stuff pretty much nailed. And, and I think for England to win the Ashes and, and to win here, they probably need Butler playing well in a form of the game that wouldn't be his strongest. So I don't know. I'd have been tempted to maybe him play three of these test matches and then skip the white ball stuff. But I suppose they see it differently with a T20 World Cup on the horizon. I'm exactly the same as you. I don't think you're going to learn anything about Joss Butler. He's played no. enough in India in T20 as well in the IPL. Doesn't need that experience, does he? It might have been a chance to have thrown in a James Bracey, thrown in a Ben Folks, and, and actually said, right, let's see what you can do. Because, you know, you come to the, the, the World T20 and Joss Butler suddenly gets a hamstring injury. These guys are going to be playing white ball stuff for the first time in, in India. It might have been, and I know this is a moot point, but it might have been an opportunity to have another look at Alex Hills. He's had a brilliant big bash, and it might have been an opportunity. It's not to going to happen, though, is it? It doesn't look that way, but he's a terrific player and he's, he's played so well in the big bash. And it'd be a shame if he doesn't pull on an England shirt again. It, it really will, because I think it'll be a wasted talent. I, I find it strange. I've, I've looked at a lot of people's teams for for England in the first test match. Obviously, Butler plays the first one and then you presume that Ben Folks will play the other three. But the talk about Moen Ali is that Moen Ali is probably going to partner Jack Leach as the, as the spinner. Now, Moen Ali hasn't played a red ball cricket match since June 2019. And we talked all the way through the Sri Lanka series about the spinners getting gradually better hadn't bowled for ages Jack Leach hadn't had any, hardly any cricket and therefore it was unrealistic to expect him to be in sync right from the off and I think there was evidence that he got better as the as the four innings went through I think Don Best got better as the four in, innings went through as well but after having all of those conversations it was obviously unfortunate that Moen got Covid and, and missed those first two test matches but having after having all of those conversations you, you rock up in India which we know is going to be really really tough excellent players as spinners is it unrealistic to expect him to walk straight back into this first 11 and play like the Moen Ali of old because I, I personally I haven't seen any evidence that Moen Ali has had any form at all over the last two years yeah and, and reports are that he was when he picked up Covid at the start of the Sri Lanka so reports are that he was very poorly as well so it's certainly asking a lot for him but I suppose if he wants to resurrect his test career then there's no better place for an off spinner to do it than in India but look it's a big ask he batted really well here in 2016 he bowled okay but he didn't pull pull up any trees with the ball it was his batting that was more impressive so like you say to come back here with no cricket under his belt he's recovering from COVID it's, it's a massive ask it really is I just wonder two things really how much Moen actually really wants Red Bull cricket these days and secondly it's actually unfair on him I mean he lost his place in the test side through poor form but then obviously well documented that he had a break from cricket he was finding it tough and, and the, the mental side of things were getting a bit too much of him and then the next thing you do is you throw him into a, a cauldron of a series against 
India in India where he could be really exposed. I, I just wonder whether it, it might be fairer on him not to have actually taken him to on this tour at all himself. And, and my other concern there as well is, he, and I know we can't get too transfixed on an Ashes series, but, but looking ahead to the Ashes, Moen Ali's got a really poor record. He struggled in Australia. I think realistically we're going to be looking at Don Bess or Jack Leach being England's frontline spinner for that tour at the end of the year. Now to leave Bess out here when he has the opportunity to evolve and, and play more cricket and develop his skills, it just seems to me a little bit like muddled thinking. Yeah, and I think as well, you know, Moen Ali, I mean, he's a fine cricketer, don't get me wrong, and you know, he could be crucial to England's World T20 chances. If you reckon mentally by playing him in test matches and he, and he fails in that, it's not going to do him too much good in the white ball stuff either because things can permeate across between the formats. So I, I just wonder if England are playing a little bit of a dangerous game with uh, Moen Ali in this one. But getting back to the uh, the England first eleven for this Test match, I've got it down as being Burns and Sibley opening the innings, Crawley coming in at number three, Root at four, Stokes at five, Pope at six, and Joss Butler at seven. Would you uh, have any differences to that? No, I mean I think if Ollie Pope's okay, that that'd be the way I'd go for the first Test. Dan Lawrence did pretty well in in Sri Lanka, but I, you know, I think Pope's an exceptional talent and a, a brilliant player for the future. So if he's fit and ready to go he comes back in for me I mean Dan Lawrence comes in if Pope isn't fit I think that's that's a fairly easy swap yeah. there at number 8 then I mean it's a choice really between Moeen and, and Don Bess isn't it because Jack Leach is your left armour you want a bit of variety there so two off spinners which one are you going to pick I, I you know I personally I, I would go with, with Don Bess I would give him that opportunity give him that exposure give him that experience but I suppose England are probably looking at the challenge facing their batting order and thinking if we can have Moeen Ali coming in at number 8 he average 42 on this tour in 2016 it certainly gives them more batting depth so I think you're probably right I think that's the way they're going to go it would be best for, for me but I'm not a selector unfortunately yeah I mean I'm exactly the same I would I would pick Don Best over Moen but I think a lot's changed in that fo- in those four years and I don't think Moen's quite the cricketer that he was then so uh, I would pick Don Best but I think you're right I think England will go with uh, Moen Ali that leaves us two spots part of this equation really depends on how fit Ben Stokes is as well doesn't it because we've seen in the past you know if if, if if Joe Root can throw Ben Stokes the ball and he bowls a 10-over stint and he tries to knock a few heads off, he can be the partnership breaker and take two or three wickets. But we have also seen him struggling with injury a little bit and sometimes he hasn't been able to bowl. So I guess we're picking this side on the understanding that he, he is fully fit and can bowl his full quota of overs. Then that leaves us then to seamers. Do we go with Broad and Anderson? Do you chuck in a Joffre Archer and Ollie Stone for a bit more pace? I, I would go with Anderson first pick. Uh, I thought he'd be brilliant in, in the second test match in Sri Lanka and I, I think we've both agreed on this in the past He's still England's number one. So I would go with Anderson and I'd go with Archer. I would go with that extra pace. Um, it's not going to play Stuart Broad too much. But I just want variety in these conditions. They're going to go with an off spinner. They're going to go with a left arm spinner. If Stokes is fit, they're going to go with an all-rounder. I'd want Anderson's guile and control and hopefully a little bit of swing early doors. And then I'd want Archer's pace. So Burns, Sibley, Crawley, Root, Stokes, Pope, Butler. We want Don Best, but we think they're going to pick Moen Alley. And it's Jack Leach, Jimmy Anderson, and then Joffre Archer coming in to add a little bit of firepower there and some speed and obviously then there's a pink ball test down the lane and there's a few other potential chances to rotate the uh, and bring Stuart Broad back in further down the line Cricket's a game played with balls you've got to look after them in the field badges are furry creatures my friends at manscaped.com help you make sure it's neat and tidy down there oh get rid of all that excess fur make sure that you're neat and tidy Make sure everything's in the right order. Oh, I'm feeling all good now down in this set. Oh, manscaped.com. 
maximum skin-safe performance, compact design, advanced engineering, ceramic blade, waterproof. And it doesn't end there. Show you care by caring for your pair. Cleansers, revivers, preservers. Simply go to manscaped.com. Quote the discount code BADGER. You get 20% off, you get free shipping, and you get some seriously quality equipment. Manscaped.com. Get on there now. In terms of India's top six, would you agree with what I, I read out earlier? The, the fact that Gil, Sharma, Pajara, Kohli, Rahani and Pant, that looks fairly nailed down to me. It does, yeah. Um, I it, suspect maybe Hardik Pandya might play at seven. Still doubts of whether he's going to be fit to ball, but he, he's a dangerous player. But that top six, it, it looks pretty much nailed on and it looks very strong. I do hope in this series we get at some point the opportunity to have a look at Kale Rahul. He's a terrific player. I know he's, he's better known for his white ball exploits, but he's... His test record isn't too bad. You know, he's made runs in England. He's made runs in in Australia. This boy can really play. I don't know where he slots into this side. Um, I I suspect he'd probably need an injury or a loss of form. But if we get to see him, you know, I'll be looking forward to watching him play, hopefully live on Channel 4. Kael Rahul, I think he's a terrific player. And I I don't think he's quite reached the heights that he's capable of as yet. What are you looking at from seven downwards? I mean, you just said Hardik Panji there. And um, he's not bowled in Red Bull cricket for a long time, has he? Because he's had his injury problems he played in the IPL purely as a batsman for Mumbai Indians in that successful Mumbai Indians side but if, if he's not fit can you play him at number 7 when he can't actually turn his arm over potentially not and they may instead opt for spinning all around I mean Washington someday you know he can certainly hold a bat and he's well out out in Australia um, so that might be the way they go I just feel with Pandya if he is fit I know he's had a lot of backing from Virat Kohli he seems to be a horse they want to back so I wouldn't maybe not for the first test but he'll definitely play a part in this series fine young talent and India seems to be backing him Ashwin plays as a, as a spinner doesn't he and where, where would your other spinner come from I'm not too sure I mean this is the issue with, with, with no Jadeja it really does leave, leave them a, li- a little bit short in, in that department I, Sundar and Ashwin both off spinners both turn the ball away from the left handers but against England's right handers that they may have an, an advantage there could be you'd have another option um, left arm wrist spinner I just worry about his consistency so the major stop to go with Aksar Patel left arm finger spinner not a massive turner with the ball though um, so England maybe will look at that and think with potential weakness I suspect they'll probably go with Aksar Patel just because he's a little bit more consistent but maybe an opening for England there Bummer obviously plays as well doesn't he and Ahmed Abad is his, his hometown I don't think he's ever played a test match there so it's a big opportunity for him and, and with a few people in the ground as well the thoughts are that the BCC are going to be allowed to have a handful of spectators in for the first game and maybe even up to 50% um, spectators for the second test match so at least he'll get a, a warm reception there who's going to partner him then in the uh, in the pace attack you've got the likes of I mean Shardal Takur played really nicely at the end of the Australian tour was very instrumental wasn't he towards the end of that and winning that final test match with some runs as well Mohamed Siraj had a really good time of it uh, in Australia as well Nishant Sharma um, 32 years old who's never done in India any harm so I mean it's a tough one that for India isn't it in terms of you've got some of the young pretenders that have done quite nicely and maybe just come up in terms of their standing and then 
you've got Ishant who has been there, done it, seen it and got the T-shirt kind of stuff. Does, does he fall down the pecking order because he couldn't play? It's really interesting, this one. I think they might go with Ishant. I think they'll bring him back. He's approaching 100 test matches now, which will be a phenomenal achievement for a, for a fast bowler from India. And I think it just shows that the great depth in Indian cricket. No, Mohamed Shami is obviously injured. He was absolutely brilliant in 2016. He's been brilliant ever since as well. But they're, they're missing him. They missed Bummer for the end of the Australia series and that they were still able to win there. Great depth. I suspect it will be Boomer and Ishan and then probably some rotation at some point. I think we will see Mohamed Suraj at some point in this series. He's going to be unlucky if he's left out, isn't he? Because he was fantastic he towards the end of that Australian series. But it's one of the things of playing Test Match Cricket, isn't it? You, you've got no God-given right to get in there and India have got an awful lot of competition for places and that's another thing against England, isn't it? They, you know, they, they showed they have real strength in depth in that win in Australia. Yeah, they did. I mean, like we say, we're looking at this 11 now and, and we, we're trying to find a place for people. No, no Jadeja, no Shami, and yet they're still potentially going to leave someone like Suraj out. He's, he's pretty frightening in the depth that they've got. But to be fair to England as well, they've been able, they're able to rest and rotate for this series. And, and look, you might have a, a situation where Ollie Stone and Chris Wokes and Stuart Broad are sat on the sidelines. So with the depth on, on both sides, both bowling attacks, um, I think we will see rest and rotate, but it, it should mean that there isn't a drop-off in quality. It should be tough work for the batsman, particularly if there's anything in these pitches. I think we're finally finding out today um, what TV station we're going to be watching this series on. It's been uh, a little bit of a protracted saga. It's, I mean, we're only um, a few days now before this series starts. 4am Friday, UK time, the uh, first ball will be bowled. And we're still yet to actually 100% know which uh, TV service we're going to be watching this on. The rights were owned by Star Sports. Um, they were told by the BCCI they couldn't put it on their mobile platform. And therefore, they had to stick it to a uh, kind of more conventional, I guess, TV station back in the UK. They've all been asked to fork out for it. Channel 4 seemed to have got it for less than the £20 million that uh, Star Sports were looking for. And it seems that Star Sports have just been holding holding off a little bit to try and see if somebody else will come in and just give them a few more quid. But if it does come on to Channel 4, it'll be the first time since 2005 that fantastic Ashes series that Channel 4 have had England Test Match Cricket on. And it'll be the first time ever in England that a free-to-air TV station is showing an overseas tour. That would be quite something for cricket in this country, wouldn't it? It would be, and especially given given the circumstances of the world right now, you know, kids at home, aren't we, over the next few weeks, potentially next few months, everyone homeschooling. Um, I can't think of a better education than watching Test Cricket on, on free-to-air television. But no, it's, it's a massive boost for the spot. I mean, that was a fantastic series in 2005. And if we could have anything remotely similar to that, I think it would be a, a great opportunity to get kids involved again. It's something I'm really worried about, actually, engagement in children, you know, with sports clubs, closed and, and, and all, all the business around the country it's, it's been really tough times for everyone and I'd hate to see engagement in sport drop off um, so hopefully seeing some cricket back on terrestrial TV might give a, give that a much needed boost Could be a major thing for English cricket if Channel 4 not only have this one but maybe get tempted back into a few more down the line so if they do get it make sure you watch it because they'll want to see some uh, audience figures as well to back up that decision just reminds me of when I was a kid and it was sunny outside my mum was shouting at me go out and play outside this, you know, go and get some fresh air but there was cricket on the TV and it was on terrestrial television and I just got engrossed in it and that's how I got hooked in cricket and hopefully you know Sky do a, a brilliant job 
in their broadcasting. Nothing against them whatsoever. But there's only a, a small percentage of the UK population have Sky Sports in their households. And this is maybe a chance for some of the other households to be exposed to cricket on the TV. I had a, a tweet from somebody this morning who said, this is a regular follower of mine on Twitter who follows me for cricket. He's a cricket lover, hasn't watched any cricket on TV since 2005 because he hasn't got Sky. And there's plenty of people like that around. Yeah, I don't think we realise it sometimes, do we? I mean, you know, working in the industry that, that we do, we obviously have to watch it and we have, we have it on all the time. But yeah, there are people, real cricket lovers who are missing out. So hopefully this next few weeks will give them a real opportunity to fall back in love with the sport. Well, it's definitely a series that we're both looking forward to this one in India for test matches. If you are not a betting person, this is maybe the time for you to switch off and thank you for listening. If you are, then gamble responsibly and listen on because myself and Richard are having a little bit of a kind of running competition through our various previews um, so far and Richard joins me. And we've got 30 units again, Richard, to spend on this India versus England series. It's on the series markets that we're looking at here. So not the uh, first test match. I'm going to let you go because I am the gallant host. Where would you put your first units? How many and where? Well, I'm, I'm going to have to spend it more wise than I did for the end of the big bash, that is for sure. Before you come into that, well, let's pick up on something we spoke about before we actually press record. We both had Alex Hales pre-big bash at, uh, well, I had him at yeah, 25 yeah. to 1. I don't know what Richard got him at, but to be the leading run score in the competition. Now, his lead has diminished a little bit. He's still top of the pile, but his Sydney Thunder are out of the tournament now. And he's got two or three people, I suppose, who technically could catch him. But the most likely is Josh Felipe, who will be playing for the Sydney Sixers in the Big Bash final. He's around about 39 runs behind, thinking he's something in, in that region, doesn't he, to usurp Alex Hales at the top of the tree. So if you have got, off the back of uh, either of our recommendations, Alex Hales on your betting slip at the moment, possibly the wisest thing for you to do, rather than just complete lose a 25 to 1 or something in that region on Hales to be the leading run scorer in the big bash just have a bit of a uh, a few quid on Josh Felipe to give yourself a little bit of cover so if he does come up scores a 50 or whatever and uh, comes above Alex Hales you're not kicking the TV set in at the end of the big bash final I think that's probably the sensiblest way to play that Richard yeah it seems that way um, look it'll be absolutely heartbreaking if Hales doesn't hold on now but uh, Josh Felipe you know he's, he's made runs against the Perth Scorchers already this season if Perth do get through to that final you know he'll fancy making a big scar so it seems prudent to have some cover on him at least back to your India versus England bets where are you taking me first right I mean I'm going to go against Joe again here having just spent the last half an hour talking about what a wonderful player is against spin nothing against Root I thought he played brilliantly in Sri Lanka fine player against spin you know he ticks a lot of boxes but I think Ben Stokes I think I think Joe Root said it himself last summer we're, we're in the presence of greatness right now he's approaching his 30th birthday he's right at the peak of his powers now and I'm expecting him to have a big series he needs to if England are Englander to compete over the next few weeks. Stokes made 345 runs at a touch under 40 on this tour in 2016. He's a much better player than that now. He was phenomenal last summer and I think he'll have another big series in him. I'm going to go for him 10 units to be England's top series run scorer at 5-1. to one. Yeah, 10 units at 5-1 to one then on Ben Stokes. And you see, I'm torn now because I, th- I had Joe Root in the Sri Lanka series and Joe Root won that and he won it by a country mile. He was just exceptional against the Sri Lankan oh. spinners. You 
looked at the other English batsmen, they struggled and Joe Root never looked like he was in any kind of trouble and uh, scored some very, very big runs, a double hundred and then 186. So Joe Root was uh, phenomenal in Sri Lanka. I'm very tempted just to rehash that bet again and go 10 units on Joe Root at two to one to be the leading scorer. Maybe, I mean, if Ollie Pope comes of age, he could certainly threaten. He's uh, in the market at around about eight to one. He's got real quality and if it, it turns out to be his series then yeah that's a, a fairly decent bet as well as a bit of a more of a nibbly bet but that's only to be taken after he's uh, been announced fit to play for England in the first test match I wouldn't play him otherwise but I'm going to put my 10 um, in the England batting market on that uh, Joe Root again at 2-1 to one. Richard where are you going to take me next? Right uh, I'm going to go with England's top series bowler market actually and, and just to pull on something we were discussing earlier really I think Jack Leach is going to be an ever present through this series he's, he's England's left-arm finger spinner. They're going to need a left-arm finger spinner against in- India's top six, which is loaded with, with high-class right-handers. It'll be tough work for Leach, but, you know, I thought he bowled pretty well in Sri Lanka, and, and as you were saying earlier, he got better and better as the series went on. He's around the two-to-one mark to be England's top series bowler on the very real chance that Bess and Ali are probably going to miss games through this series. The seamers definitely will miss games. They'll be rotated and rested. I think Leach looks a solid player to me at two-to-one. Left-arm spinner against a load of Indian right-handers and I, and I think he'll play all four matches. He just looks like the safe bet so I'll go 10 units on him. Well do you know what? I'm going to be really kind to you here because I can see him on my I'm looking at odds checker at the moment and he's under bet Victor he's 31 to 10 so well, it's actually just that. a shade over 3 to 1 isn't he? So um, that's one of those prices that you only get these days isn't it? 31 to 10 but it I'm going to let you have that. So 10 units at 31 to 10 on Jack Leach. Don Bess is actually the favourite for most bookies at the moment and I don't think there's a guarantee he's going to play and if Moen Ali does play in that first test match Don Best may not get back into that side during this series so I wouldn't necessarily recommend that as a bet I'm going to go into the uh, top India batsman market with my next bet we've talked about their pedigree the fact they've got such a, a fantastic top six and uh, you look down the the prices available for their uh, their top order I always quite like the pre-series markets because somebody like Rishabh Pant at the moment he's ninth in the in the in the prices there but he'll come in at number six and he's uh, in decent form as well got a lot of confidence that's coming off the uh, the back of Australia. Not necessarily going to take him myself in this market, but just shows you that because you've got the likes of KL, Rahul, Mayank, Agarwal, etc. higher than him currently in the market because if they did play, they'd be higher than him in the batting order, but the chances are they're not going to play. So I think their top six is pretty well set. Chetiswap Pajara, four to one to strike my fancy, although there is a real need in a test match um, team to have the likes of a Sibley or a Pajara to really dig in. But if he's carrying your money, you're having to wait so long for him to score any runs and it does sort of sap the joy out of that to the bet because I think you, you know you bet for fun don't you and you bet obviously to try and earn a few quid at the end of it but you bet to have a, a little bit of entertainment and something else riding on the game I'm going to go a little bit left field though here because Virat Kohli is the favourite I really like Shubman Gill as a player and I think he showed some real some really quality over the last sort of three incarnations of the IPL showed that he certainly wasn't afraid of test match cricket um, in Australia where he batted really nicely and he's 5-1 to one to be the top India series batsman he open the innings for the Indians and I think he can really dent England's t- um, sort of pace attack at the start he's a really good player against spin as all of the Indians are so I'm going to stick 10 units on Shubman Gill at 5-1 to one. I think we're actually looking sort of along the same lines here with a slightly different end result I'm going to stick with the top India series batsman market I'm taking on Coley I think you know, he missed quite a bit of cricket in Australia obviously for the birth of his first child he'll really have to hit the ground running I mean he could well do that there is the nappy factor there is the nappy factor Coley. indeed it, in so many times you see a sportsman have a baby all of a sudden their priorities in life change they relax a 
little bit on the cricket field or football field or wherever they are and the, the relaxation and the fact that it doesn't actually mean so much ends up meaning they're freed up and they score loads of runs so that's something to bear in mind with Virat It is it's something I did think about actually um, but look no, I'm going to take him on with another opener actually I know you mentioned Shubman Gill who I agree he looks a real prospect but I'm going to go with Rohit Sharma played a couple of tests out in Australia looked really good without making a big score but it, you know if you look at his overall record his test record it's at home where he makes big runs I think he made 529 runs against South Africa when they won India won that series at the end of 2019 at home um, he's just a phenomenal player in these conditions he's one negative if you like is against the moving ball outside off stump and, and someone like Anderson would look to get at him but I suspect these pitches just won't suit yeah. Anderson at all and if Sharma can get through that initial period him and Gill will be in a really good position to make big scores and so I'm going to go with Sharma at 11 to 2 but I, yeah, I think we're thinking along the same lines here with one of the openers the pink ball test is going to be interesting though isn't it test net match number 3 which gives us a little bit of a line in the UK they don't start till 9am because they go a bit later in the night in India and obviously pink ball test matches do have the potential for the ball to swing a little bit more than maybe uh, just kind of in that dusk period isn't it it doesn't always happen but it, a lot of that is the look of the draw I always think because it depends who's I, batting at that time doesn't it I completely agree yeah it seems to be when the lights come on sometimes you can get some really dull periods where the pink ball doesn't actually do anything batsman can really make hit and, and like you say it can be a little bit of look of the draw um, so I'm not, I'm not going to concern myself too much with that you know Rowick could quite easily avoid batting in, in those periods look he's made some runs in South Africa in their past he's obviously a very good player without having the defence of a Kohli or a Pujara so I'm hoping he'd be good enough over four matches to, to have a real significant impact on that series and I think at 11 to 2 he's a fair enough price Well you've spent your 30 units now we'll go back through those at the end of the podcast just to uh, let listeners hear them again if they want to jot them down I've got two more bets to have with my remaining 10 and I'm going to go 5 on the top India bowling market um, I think the spinners are going to rule the roost there's probably no surprise with this bet at all he's going to be their main spinner throughout this series Ravi Ashwin is going to have a real part to play in this one if India are going to as expected dominate with the ball he's 2-1 to one with better victor which I think is quite generous so 5 of my units is going to go on Ashwin um, at 2-1 to one to be the top India bowler and then my final bet here Richard and you're going to laugh at me here and probably with good cause because when, once we sit down after the fourth test match I may have massive egg on my face but I'm English and I am letting my heart rule my head a little bit with this final little bet it's more for fun and it's more to be able to crow at the end of it to say well I did believe if they do do the impossible and win in India first of all India are around about one to four to win this series and on the basis of their pedigree since that defeat by England in 2012-13 that's around about right I think if that's your kind of price take it no problem with that at all it's not my kind of price and I'm going to just hedge my bets a little bit here I'm going to have 50% of my last five units on the draw and 50% on England to win the draw is available as big as six to one England to win this test match series is as big as ten to one you see sometimes you know, India weren't fancied in Australia even before they went and they lost pretty much all of their bowling attack and they still triumphed. We see teams start in the Premier League at 14-1, to 16-1 and sometimes they cause an upset. England have got some very good players. They're playing in alien conditions against a fantastic side but let's have a bit of hope. 6-1 to one on the draw, 10-1 to one on England to win. I'm splitting my remaining five units across those two bets. Do you think I'm crazy? <laughs> Just a little. No, I think I think there are reasons that, that England need to be optimistic. Really have to climb the mountain 
And again, could they build that mountain in Australia? That will be a big challenge to get themselves back up for that. And the other thing, and I think starting any series well is obviously key, but I think this one more so for England because there's a lot of talk about whether Rahani now should be India's test match captain. Maybe a little bit of pressure on Virat's shoulder to prove that he is the man, he is the leader. And I think if England can start well and potentially win that first test match, you could quickly see the Indian media and fans turn a little bit and say, well, actually, we we were winning in, in Australia under Rahani's excellent captain. And, and that could just put a little bit of pressure on India and Virat himself so I think England have a chance but they have to start well well we spent our 30 units listeners Richard has gone 10 units on Ben Stokes at 5-1 to one to be the top England batsman he's gone 10 units on Jack Leach at 31-10 to 10 to be the top England bowler and his final 10 units have gone on Rohit Sharma at 11-2 to two to be top India batsman for myself it's 10 units on Joe Root at 2-1 to one to be England's top batsman 10 on Shubman Gill at 5 to one to be India's top batsman five on Ravi Ashwin at two to one to be the top India bowler and I'm splitting my remaining five units 2.5 on England to win at 10 to one and 2.5 on the series draw at six to one it's going to be a terrific series this one Richard I'm really looking forward to it even though I do have to get up and an alarm clock's going off at 3am and 3.30 to try and get up in time to start commentating etc and start covering these games at 4am but sometimes it's worth it and I think this series is going to be worth it yeah two great cricketing nations with, with rich history India possibly the best side in the world and England definitely on the up so I'm really looking forward to it yeah it's going to be a cracker if England have serious aspirations of calling themselves the, the number one test side under Joe Root's stewardship then these are the sort of series they're going to have to step up in and it's going to be really fascinating I think over the next four or five weeks to see how England do in India Richard Mann of the Sporting Life thank you as always for joining me thanks for having me James and thanks everybody out there for listening enjoy the cricket if it's on terrestrial television you've got no excuse watch it build those viewership numbers for Channel 4 encourage them to uh, get back into this uh, market in the future as well we're going to be back every single day during the India against England Test Match Series I'm going to be joined by my fan badges as we go through from Friday as well plenty to look forward to and uh, make sure you stay with us I've been James the Cricket Badger and I'll see you soon Thanks for listening. We will be back every day during England's tour of India. Get in touch on at cricket underscore badger on Twitter. We hope you are enjoying the cricket. See you again tomorrow. Sports Social Podcast Network.